Oh shit, here we go again. That's right, baby, because I'm that voice inside your head. Sounds like a Nine Inch Nails lyric. I don't, you know, I don't fuck with Nin. I didn't know that. Are you not a Nin man? Mm, I think Nin is a little bit of this. Uh, it's it, it's cooler and more interesting and more important, but it falls into a similar revisionist history of like people think it's so groundbreaking and love it and it's so cool, but it was also just kind of like battle turn of radio music. Hmm. Well, you know, a lot could be said about the music that you listen to, my friend. Oh, no, 100%. But he's aged amazingly. Like, what he's done with his career is masterful. I agree. And um, he's, he's awesome. I really like him. Like, I think he's really interesting and smart. I just think the music is kind of like whatevs. It was for a certain type of person that had an industrial destructive edge, and, and you are not cut from that cloth. I don't know what you have to be mad about, but it sounds like you are cut from that cloth. <laughs> No, so, I mean, I have I have distinct Nine Inch Nails memories of, of being, like, a little kid, like, I don't know, like, 10 years old or something. And I, I remember, like, taking apart electronics and shit and listening to Nine Inch Nails and being, like, I'm a fucking techno future hacker. It was, it <laughs> what was the sick. fuck is wrong with you, Jason? Don't admit stuff like this publicly, dude. You know people can hear this. Look, I, I think that uh, you know some people have that bug, the tinkering bug. You want to take stuff apart, put it together. I think it's a sign of um, I don't know. Genius is a strong word, but you know, supreme intelligence could be could be said. I would I would say the words intelligence and supreme have never been used in the same <laughs> next to each other before, <laughs> especially when referring to TJ. Uh huh. Um, thank you. But um, yeah, that's fine. I don't think that um I don't have that bug. We know. I you were listening prefer- to like REM at the time. Oh, you mean good music? You mean big, big, giant heat? No, I wasn't even listening to REM at the time. Actually, I didn't like REM. I didn't not like REM, but I didn't. I didn't critically understand how important REM was until I was an adult. Yeah, nobody did because we were you know we what were I mean? kids when they were coming out, and they're like, "Oh, the same thing as like U two." Well, U two is uncool, though. REM is cool. Um. Yeah, that's kind of true, but you know, there was a time when U two was cool, but that was before. YouTube has made YouTube has made important songs, but if you like, if we compare Bono and Stipe, like Stipe is a legend and Bono is a clown. One hundred percent agree. Stipe is still very cool. He's amazing. He's also aged amazingly, and he's all. I mean, he's from Georgia, baby. What, what do you want me to say? I know, and and with you too, I never, I never could get past the fact that the guy was like, "I'm the edge." That's my name. I mean. I will say this, and I've said, I might have said this before to you, but I've, I saw you two at the garden, and it was hot fire. <laughs> I'm sure. They I were, mean, they're, they're known for putting on a great show. I've only seen them live in the, in, I think it was in the Entourage movie, or it was on an episode of Entourage, where Ari scores them ticks to you two at Dodger <laughs> Stadium. And, oh, man, that's... But there was a it time was, where that was a real thing, where, like, every year, you two would come to L.A., and they would come to New York on on their world tour and that was the hottest ticket in town like every celeb every movie star was there i mean to be fair this was kind of that vibe too um yeah. but i think it was it was uh 
but the show is amazing. And they do, I mean, some of those songs are just undeniable, but it's one of those bands that's ruined their, that like Bono's image has ruined their kind of catalog, their, their history, you know, he, their legacy. Right. And he, and he also ruined Dolce and Gabbana glasses for me as well. I know you were a big wearer and I wondered why you stopped. So I guess that I, we can, we can chalk, we can chalk that up to, mm-hmm. to Bono. Bono? Bono. So um, what's, um, what's going on in your world, Chris? How's your, how's your journey been going? I mean, journey's pretty good, honestly. I mean, I did a nice long run today. Um, yeah, felt what, good. What is, you said you, you said you were running one mile, one, mm-hmm. one hour. I ran for an hour and then I checked my data and I it was eight point two miles. So I was kind of booking. Daddy booking. So Daddy, not not crazy, but like eight minute miles, which like I didn't think I was doing that, but I think I get in the zone and I don't realize I'm cruising. No, that is impressive. I I, I think you're gonna be one of those guys that you see, you know, like the sixty year old dudes running around where you're like, damn, this this old man getting it. That's what I would like to be because I be. look I look so young for my age that it's going to be a while. But yeah, I think I could mm, have it. Not not unlike a Bill Clinton type of guy, you know. Like I First don't know all, how he's doing it, but this the, the the cat can run. I know he's powered by Jeffrey Epstein's blood. <laughs> well, we're going to get into that today. Don't worry. He does he does, he does Jeffrey Epstein blood facials to really keep himself useful. <laughs> <laughs> or at least he did until all this mess happened. Exactly, exactly. Um, so today on the show, we're talking to longtime friend, uh, young man, um, chef F- Flynn McGarry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little Flynn, as we like to call him. Yeah, he's, um, um, he's known as being kind of like a child chef prodigy person, you know, over the last 10 years has grown into a, a young adult man who has his own restaurant in New York. There was a documentary about about him like a year ago. I saw it. it's on the plane. It was on Delta. It's on the plane. Uh, there, there's some there's some voiceover cameos from from your boy. Oh, me. oh God! Can you stop with the self promotion, please? Jesus Christ! We're trying to pump Flynn up, and it always comes back to TJ. <laughs> that, oh, coming from you! Come on. Um, <laughs> I do it right, baby. I make it look good. It, <sighs> is, it is a crazy story, and he's you know a, a, a guy who's had a crazy life. And we became friends Truly. with him a few years ago, and we've podcasted him with him over the years. And he shares our same sensibility. We kind of treat him as our our young young brother. I would say more of a son, but yeah, brother's nicer. Um, okay, I treat him as my younger new... brother, and <laughs> you treat him as your son, and he treats <laughs> us as his two dads that are. <laughs> I don't know. It is it is a weird because he is like very successful, very talented, and very young. And then we are just kind of like somehow also a part of his life. Mm, we're not young or successful. I will say that. Um, That's sort of what I was getting at, without being too self-deprecating. But but I know. think that he has a new project that he's working on. I'll let him tell us about it. But mm. I when I saw when I saw him pre-core, um, he was working on something new. Um, which is always exciting, you know, from, a, I love to see young minds expanding their, their, their output to the world. Damn, you know? that's awesome. Damn, that's, that. that's, Hey, you know what? That's really cool to like do stuff, you know? Um, so we're going to, we're going to buzz him up. We might have a few questions from our listeners as well. Um, and okay. then we'll get in. Sure. It. All right. I'll holler at him. 
Uh, if, Fle- if Flynn was dating a chick with a Samsung, I would have hung up the phone. He would. No, I don't. I, I don't think no green that. phones. Green phone? No green phone. Uh, green phone. So you, so you're, <laughs> so you're walking from your apartment to your restaurant. To the restaurant. How long of a yeah, walk you guys, is that? It is. I'm uh, three doors away from the restaurant. We love that. So it's. Are you gonna? Two and a half what are you? What are you doing, bro? How's it? How has it been so far for you? I'm good. I uh, I was upstate for two weeks. Um, was I like went not so much of like a I'm scared of New York City, but it's like I might as well use this as a vacation. Um, mm. So went up there to finish writing this uh, writing a book. Um, wow, must be nice. Is that the same uh, one that you were working on a while ago? I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it. I can talk about it. Uh, yeah, it's it's a. I've been working on a children's book, um, but like it's for like ten to twelve year olds. So it's there's a, a decent amount of writing, but I. What have can never? You, can you explain like what happened? Well, just give us a plot synopsis. Well, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's about me, um, but it's it's essentially a book about like how cooking and creativity kind of come together. So. The idea is that it's like a book that you could read as a kid that's really into, into food, but you could also read it if you are a, a kid that's just really creative and want to read something about like how the creative process sort of works. Nice. Um, so it's sort of a more, it's going to be called This Is Not a Spoon, kind of about how like the way that if you don't really know anything about food, the way that you can look at food and versus the way that like... Mm. I look at it, or someone else who looks at it with a more creative sense. I look at uh, it as I look at it as fuel, um, so yeah, it's a little so different so for me. So yeah, so this book is for you, Chris. <laughs> this book is is for you to look at and go. I know food is fuel, but it can also be something really interesting and uh, and like also relate to a lot of other creative processes. Is it going to have illustrations or photos or illustrations? Oh, nice. Cause Chris needs uh, the pics. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, it can't just be straight rating. He works on a visual medium. Also, I was like, let's put a bunch of illustrations because I, uh, the more, the more illustrations, the less writing I have to do. Mm. Uh, so. You know, Flynn, since, since we're, you and I are both authors, Jason yeah. can't relate, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's definitely published it's definitely, authors, published authors. This is nice to kind of have, have some stuff to fill out the storytelling. Yeah. <sighs> it, it, it takes some of the weight off of our already a very heavily weighted. Exactly. Story. I have the entire world on my back and you want me to write more. It's, it's honestly terrifying. <laughs> um, I, I will have a book one day, you guys don't worry. I know you will. I know you will, Jason. It's no, when we did pu- you do that cookbook? I've not. That was published by me. <laughs> <laughs> so he is. He is also a. He is also a published author, published by Chris Black. That po- that that was actually really cool and fun. I really enjoyed that process, and the recipes were really fun. Yeah, I I, I was thinking about pulling that out and throwing it up on the internet, just as a little little fun giveaway. You should do that. That was fun because we did sell out because we always sell out on the side. We sold out. I think you you sold out of your book as well, Chris. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, but okay. it did it did pretty well. It's it's How, in print, so if you have your copy, you better hang on to it. Is it still on Amazon? 
Uh, I'm sure there's someone on Amazon because there's you know people resell them after they pour over it for years and years. They want to pass, pass on <laughs> their the... their dog-eared copy to friends and family. Yeah, why don't we give a what's shout that, out to what's your that book, discount Chris? like? <laughs> What'd you say? What's the discount like? <laughs> oh, it's probably you can probably get one for a penny at this point. All right. <laughs> what's the title of the book so people who may may, may not know can go find it? Uh, I know you think you know it all. Advice and observations to stand out in public and online. A little wordy. Can we maybe knock that down? Uh, is, 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 is any of that a subtitle, or it's all yeah, yeah? One line? I, I know. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think I know. You think you know it all. I'm sorry. I can't punctuate vocally, um, but I thought the listener was smart enough to to kind of understand how that. The would title go. of the book is good, and it is it is a good, colorful, cute book that you can open up and read through. You know, on the on the toilet. Thank you for describing a book. <laughs> It really it has book you can open up and read cover <laughs> and then inside are smaller pieces of paper. Um, <laughs> it it, held, it holds up pretty well, to be honest. I think yeah, it, it, it is evergreen, I would say. I, I'm surprised by that because I never thought through that. But uh, Flynn, anyway, back to you, King. When does um when does this book, when is it dropping, as they say? Uh, I would say probably next year, realistically. Um, we're still in the phases of editing and uh it is currently with my editor and then i have to do a couple more drafts but uh, it's an interesting very different process for me um but hopefully i would say like next spring ideally is it is it been hard or do you think it's fulfilling or both it took a very long time to like find the voice i wanted to write it in um because it's also very strange to write a book about yourself um Especially when you're not talking about like doing coke and like you know yeah. selling out stadiums or whatever. Well, it, yeah, Chris no, I mean, could pull it, it off. Thing where, where you're <laughs> not, yeah, you could definitely do it. But it's like a thing where you're not also like I'm writing about ten to like five to ten years ago, so it's yeah. not like I'm super removed from it. Yeah. Um, so the voice you I'm, used was kind of a baby voice. Yes, I actually ended up writing it. I ended up writing it. Funny enough, in the um, the only way that I could physically write about myself as like a twelve year old was writing about myself in the third person mm, wow. when I was younger, um, and using it as like a the book kind of is slightly chronological about how the different ways I looked at things as I got older um, and spent more time doing it, and so it's interesting to write about it because it is I don't know if you're writing about what you were doing. Like if you're writing about it in a like the way that it's written is when I was twelve, it's being written in almost like an active way, not uh-huh. like oh when I did this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That it's very hard to do that when that's not how your brain works anymore. Um, that's so definitely like up, ty- the type of thing that you would have to go upstate to to finish. I think. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. That was yeah. That was the idea. It was I, it was a, it was a real like you know gotta gotta go in the cabin in the woods and I love crank, that. crank out some pages. I would love to see you. I would love to see you shirtless on a wooden porch, just pouring over the printed page with a uh, an old Mont Blanc pen and a cup of Joe next I, to you, I, steaming. I, yeah, I, I had the full Sleepy Jones set on. Wow, flex! <laughs> Damn, he's rich too. He's not just an author. Um, <laughs> where do you think the book proposal? Where do you think the advance yeah, went to? I, I'm, I'm sure you spent it on only the essentials. You know what only, I mean? Only, only, only luxury pajamas. Uh, so, all right. Well, that's that's. I think you've spent your your quarantine time so far better than anyone else we've talked to. Um, yeah, I, I have not made any bread yet. I don't I've believe been very you. Proud of. I saw no, some, I have, did you make a cake though. 
I made an olive oil cake. I made that a broth of olive oil cake. Oh, that's fire. You know I like that. Now you're pandering to your host. I know. I am pandering. I went, I went there yesterday. That's what you're missing by not being here. It's still open? Yeah. They're doing – my sister's work in the counter. Oh, my God. I would love to go support her. But it's like a – it's very well. You don't go inside. It's they have the cold. Do they have the cold brew bottled? They got the cold brew bottled. Nuts. You don't, nuts. You like, nuts. I honestly was there, and I was like, I didn't come closer than eight feet to anyone. You don't touch anything. Pretty pretty ingenious. Well, yeah. how, what's going on? We should probably talk about the restaurant and like how this is all affecting that and, wh- and what your plans were and how they changed because I, I would love to hear from the first person. Yeah, because well, well for our listeners, Flynn Flynn has a restaurant, but it's it's a restaurant that's more of like a tasting menu style place that doesn't really cater as well to a to go carry out kind of food. If I'm correct, you know, would you? I guess you would probably agree with that. Which is, I, would agree I, I feel very, you know, that, those are like the restaurateurs who I'm feeling for the most, the people who don't really have the option of, of pivoting to to-go easily. Well, my, my thing with the to-go idea was this mix of like, I understand it if you have a significant amount of employees that you want to keep them on for a little bit longer, but also if you look at everyone that's been shifting to to-go, most of them stop because... Mm-hmm. it's just not a, I mean, squirrel stop entirely. Like if there's anywhere that I feel like could do it successfully, it would be a place like squirrel. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what do you, you, what are the, what are the reasons why a place like that would stop? Is it, are, are they just not making enough money to have it make sense? Or is it something I different? think the, the big thing you have to weigh is like, is the minimal amount of money you're making worth it for the amount of risk you're putting Mm-hmm. your employees and yourself into that was my mm-hmm. thing was i was like okay we so we funny enough were closed for winter we closed in the winter for two months Sheep. and so we were we hadn't even opened yet this the shutdown happened on our first night of friends and family um mm-hmm. for the new season so like we were gearing to open the next week um and then so it like on that side it was good because we weren't actually open. I had one employee um, who was actually even he was here on a visa and was like, "I'm not fucking staying in this country." And I was like, "That's totally fair." Um, <laughs> All right, see you, loser. Yeah, <laughs> All right, I, pussy, I, go home. Yeah, I was like, no. I mean, I, I would do the same thing. Like, you're not. There's no help coming. For, I'm going back uh, to Italy. Uh, yeah. I told, <laughs> <laughs> I told you you weren't built for this restaurant life, bro. <laughs> I mean, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get that. Like, there's no, but in that way also, I was like, okay, it doesn't really make sense to then shift to like exerting all of this energy to open as a to-go restaurant and completely change our business model for the reality of not really making that much money, putting everyone at risk because especially in New York, it's like the way that you're getting here. If you don't live in the city is you have to go on public transportation. Mm-hmm. So I, I was just like, this. it made no sense in general. Like, I think this is a time that, like, I mean, I thankfully can, like, diversify what I do where, like, I was able to, to then go, oh, I'm going to finish the book and work on other projects on the side instead of because my reality isn't only based in the restaurant. Um, so that was, like, a very beneficial thing that I had that a lot of people probably don't have. You but have diverse I just, I mean, revenue streams going on. Exactly. I mean, I literally built 
there. Are, no, are you talking to other New York restaurant friends and they're just like, my life is over. This is fucking awful. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, that's, that's I mean, the reality say, of it. That's what it feels like on the internet. It feels like everything I read about the restaurant business is basically like, oh, it's fuck, it's over. Like restaurants are just over as we know it. And, well, and I, Yeah. I, I, I think it's making everyone realize how dumb this industry is. Like, <laughs> to be completely honest, like, I mean, as like a young restaurateur, I'm like, yeah, this is why I never want to open another restaurant because you are putting yourself in a position that offers no stability whatsoever. Like I still, even though I own a business and work a full-time job, I still technically work as a freelancer because you don't take a salary if you own a restaurant. So like, it's this thing of you kind of like, I mean, that's what I've been thinking is like, after this, I'm like, wow, it's really interesting just to see how no, like there is no, unlike every, almost pretty much every single other industry right now, there is some sort of, easy way that they can shift and we are the only one that is like i mean us and things that support the restaurant industry are the only ones that are very archaic in the way of like we can't we can't pivot we can't change our thing overnight Um, you guys can't do a live stream (laughs) no yeah exactly we can't i mean and but it's funny you see how many people have started to try to do that and it's interesting because the it's like now everyone's becoming whatever doing like Instagram videos of how to make something or becoming like TV chefs, which is what everyone always kind of hated on. But it's like, no, that is the way to like, you're able to create an income while not being in, in your restaurant every single day. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I'm interested to see what, not so much how these next couple months go, but like what the restaurant industry looks like after this goes like, yeah, I, I feel like this is this was kind of eye opening where it, it, it has always been like a very very kind of like dumb idea to open a restaurant in a lot of ways, but people yeah. don't care about that because you know the romance around it and like what if I do make it and I do become the next you know Wolfgang Puck or whatever and I'm going to be a millionaire and it's going to be fine. I th- I I feel like the world has been trying to make it harder for for restaurants and bars and things like that to exist over the last 50 years or something. Yeah, I mean, well, it's funny. Like, when I was opening this restaurant, pretty much everyone I worked for and knew was like, don't open a restaurant. Like, Mm -hmm. what's wrong with you? Like, why would you put yourself in that position if you don't have to? And, like, that's just where I think it's like, I mean, I also just think there's a bunch of, I mean, unless everyone just automatically gets free rent, like at least in New York, it would say half the restaurants we go to are going to close. Mm-hmm. Because if, I mean, we thankfully have relatively inexpensive rent, but if you have $20,000 rent and you're forced to close for four months, no one can kind of really truly recover from that or it would oh. be dumb, dumb to try to. All I can think about in this difficult time is that I had my last New York meal at a late lunch at Balthazar with Sam Hine before this closure. I saw you that day. And I, yes. And I just think that that really was a send off, you know, that, I mean? I, that I, day felt like an end of time, sort of like, it was a weird the, fucking day. The last I ran, day in New York city. 
I ran into Flynn just sitting. I was just sitting in a park with some people hanging out and just like, I, I saw so many people I knew that day, but it did feel you guys like, were just hanging this. out, taking film fix, just really just like living in the <laughs> you moment. Know, you, you know how it is. I was leaking through an a, analog, a, a tattered paperback. Nobody had a cell phone open. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it did feel like the end of the world, but I feel like I'm, I'm very pleased with myself that my last meal before my my last meal out before Corona was was Balthazar. You should feel pleased, but I feel like maybe you were. That was a, I feel like that was a little late in the quarantine game to be. That dining, was that was out. like after things were already we were already closed. Guys, why don't you fucking <laughs> chill? All right, it was probably forty eight hours late, maybe. But I'm a I'm a daredevil. What can I say? I don't know. That was a that was a tricky time for people. I Bitch, know. I saw your I saw your ass in the streets. So what the fuck were you doing? I was, I was just in the streets. You can still be in the streets. You weren't quarantined. Your ass was painting. Yeah, by myself. I, are, are you ma- First of all, are you making a fucking latte right now? I just made a cortado. Wow. <laughs> you know, we have to think about our listeners at home, Flynn, and how the audio might affect their Yeah, I know. Quarantine. I thought about that. But, you know, and we also, edit that whole thing out. <laughs> and, also, and also how our listeners aren't able to have a cortado right now. And maybe they would want that. This motherfucker know? is steaming milk. <laughs> see but this is this, this is the thing is in my head i was like this is gonna mess up the audio but this is also gonna give them a lot of material to make fun of me about so i weighed them and i knew that this is why flynn's me, a pro flynn's a real pro. I, knew that, I knew that Welcome me, to Hollywood, making, me making myself a frothed espresso drink would give you guys some He's some more weight this in this conversation I mean, my mouth is watering thinking about any sort of fourth wave coffee at this stage. I'm, oh, I'm I, desperate for an I will obnoxious say, brew. What's very funny is when I was upstate, I brought I brought the the pour over kit and ended up drinking like Folgers every day. Really? Yeah. There's something about like when you are just like in, doing nothing and like drinking multiple cups of coffee that like shitty like. Like coffee, just, just getting like, a pound of Dunkin' and pre-ground. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I do the Duncan. I do the same like, thing. I do the same thing whenever I'm in like a like a lake house cabiny, you know, yeah, type of destination. Like, I don't want to drink fourth wave coffee. You need a you need a vacation from exactly. No, it, it feels wrong. It's You're, like you guys are absolutely demented. I want to be jacked on high quality bean, no matter what location I'm in. No, you gotta you gotta pivot. Like if you don't pivot, then you're not like. I like that was you, you start I, taking the fourth wave coffee for granted. You know you need to deprive true. yourself of it. So then when you return home, you're like, oh my god, I love yeah, my pour this over. This cortado right couch. now, amazing. Mm-hmm. I've well, been it, wanting this all day. The privilege that you have to go open the the doors of the place you pay rent on and make yourself a, a cortado with proper equipment must be nice. It is nice. I I'm very. I mean that that was why like I fully understand why everyone. Literally every single person left New York City. Um, but I understand, like, and why I was like, I want to go back because I have, like, a really nice space to go to. Yeah. Um, and I understand the privilege of that. But, like, I'm also like, I don't know. Chris, are you really a New Yorker? You're going you're gonna to leave wow, us right bitch, now? bitch. You want to come to me? Look, bro, I didn't go to the Hamptons like a real jackass. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is I, true. You could have done that. I don't. I don't think I've been in New York for three weeks since I've lived there. <laughs> so I don't, that know, is true. I, I don't know what difference it would make. But I do think that there is like a, I guess the only th- event I've been in New York for was Sandy. And it was pretty insane. 
to be, and I that just, wasn't comparable yeah. to this or to not, obviously to like nine eleven or anything like that. So it's like I, I don't like the feeling of being home in this. Like, yeah, I think there's something about like the like like when I'm in my house, it doesn't feel any different than like a normal day. Versus like when I'm forced to be out of my element because of this, it feels like I've like I'm purposely displacing myself because of what's going on. Whereas like mm-hmm. you're just in your house. That's all you're supposed to do. And if I'm in my house, then it just feels pretty normal. Are you having a um, hard time not being able to go to Cha Cha Matcha? I, I walked by yesterday and I really, it, there was a little pink sign that said we were closed and Damn. a little part of my, my, my Cha Cha my cha-cha heart broke. Um, my cha-cha heart. Can you guys? Right, can you guys what? describe what cha-cha matcha is for our listeners at home who might not know? Chris, I'm gonna let you take this one. Everybody, everybody who listens to this obnoxious podcast knows what cha-cha matcha is, but it's it's basically a a we have a global generation. platform, Chris. It's a Generation Z matcha emporium that uh, <laughs> we're all we're all the employees are like almost hot and dress in streetwear. Um, and the beverages are good and, uh, the scene is even better. I would say. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like if Jonah Hill was a matcha, matcha restaurant. <laughs> I, would, I think it's cooler than that. Come on. It is not cooler than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't think the market is Jonah Hill. I'm trying to think what celebrity it's, it's a, it's a place it would be. that It's a place that you go to as a joke. A little bit, not really like a full in earnest. Maybe I'm. That's just me speaking personally. Speak for your, Jason. That's because your life is a joke. I take this shit. Seriously. Jason, that's rude. You're yeah, thinking rude. you're going to a business as a joke. No, that's. Be- I'm, I'm giving them money. <laughs> I will. I will. Take- you know, there's there's spite stores and then there are joke stores. I will go to Chacha Mancha as a joke. Just I because it's funny. Lighthearted fashion. It's okay. It, well, that's think, a, that's a think, good way to phrase it. I think yeah. the pink the pink walls brighten my mood and make it lighthearted. Uh, but I'm serious about patronizing that business because I think it's um, the future. I mean, the I same mean, way yeah. that I go to Cafe Gratitude, you know, kind of as a joke as well. If Cafe Gratitude is hot fire. If any business will reopen the exact same, it's Chacha Matcha. You're right. There we go. Consistency. <laughs> that's the Ch- only thing that's going to recover totally. Chacha Matcha is like a McDonald's hamburger. It could last 100 years. Yeah. Not, not refrigerated. <laughs> it's the yeah, same. Exactly. It's unchanged. Truly they unchanged. turn the lights off, they're literally just going to turn it back on and it's fine. <laughs> that's all that's going to happen. Yeah. The Calvin Harris um, Spotify yeah. playlist kicks right back exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They'll find a few new baristas that are all very similar looking. Everybody's hot, but like a little dirty and, and like had to take the train an hour to get to work. Yeah. That's, that's they're the like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> they like uh, dropped out of the new school to work. A hundred percent. Their parents are so mad. So they're having to fend for themselves. I'm for just a couple describing years. people that I've met that work at Chachi Matcha, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> uh, Flynn, um, have you been doing a lot of home cookery? Yeah. It's actually the most home cooking I've ever done. Um, and I fucking hate it. I would die to eat in a restaurant. Same. I, mean, I actually, I did truly the most bougie thing the first day I got back to New York City. And I'm going to give this pod the exclusive on it. <laughs> I, the night I got back to New York City, ordered from Sugarfish. Wow. Nothing bougie about Sugarfish, my friend. TJ hates Sugarfish. You know that. I know you do. Um, Kazu Nori you know, is another story. Didn't mean for that to rhyme. 
I will say though, if you are in a empty New York City in a pandemic, mm-hmm. sugarfish is the best thing you're going to get. True, and it it would it would take a global pandemic for me to order sugarfish. That is correct. But it, but I mean, it's a it's a little bougie. But I feel like you it, should be you should be supporting local business that need that's small business that needs your dollars more than the Nozawa and. Empire? No, I will say, as someone, I mean, uh, we could, eh, I, I don't know why I should say this, but I, as someone who knows the people that have it, mm-hmm. they they are keeping every employee on. Oh, okay. Which is which is why I was like, oh, they're keeping six hundred people on through That's this, crazy, versus a lot of people just laying everyone off, which like obviously you have to do. But I was like, oh, if they're going to keep people on. That I'm happy to support it. Okay, I support that. As that, uh, I, I, I will too. say, I have only been shopping at Dimes uh, Market, which has been very difficult. But wow, uh, Flynn, congratulations on being rich, Flynn. I'm no, really happy I, look, to hear that. I was like, I would rather support <laughs> the small business with my ten dollar bag of kale. So they don't, they don't have farmers markets anymore, or they're they're they, no, they they, they do right? they do, but it well for the small farms, I just. Get, deliver like that's the other thing about having the restaurant still is like i've just been deli- getting the farms to deliver to the restaurant but the thing that kind of sucks about right now in new york is there is still nothing growing so like i got i've gotten potatoes and carrots delivered but there's so nothing else going on speaking it's a bad time yeah, which, I mean, I actually, when I was upstate, I went to one of the farms we work with, and they were sort of like, well, we already expect this month to be pretty terrible. So they were like, as things ramp up, obviously, they'll, they want people to do that more, but they're doing better, better than right now. But, you know, if there are no more restaurants, then farms will probably perish a little bit. But That's I've, deep, I've, I've been, deep. I've been deeply supporting the, the local businesses as much as i can versus also like no part of me wants to go to whole foods right now that just no, seems same. that's like jason you're gonna, can we get you're a gonna get scene it. can we get a scene report on the glendale whole foods i i stopped going there because too lit uh yeah it's 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 too lit the people the people there have no concept of social distancing at all it's just kind of chris I have, I have a real question for you have you been cooking for me know. Hell no, bro! Come on, no. Alex is cooking. She's okay. she's a good cook. Uh, right. I've I've been I've been I'm, I think I'm losing weight because of obviously the extremely intense workouts, but also the home cooking. I think you know I've never eaten this much home cooked food in my life, so it's been an interesting uh, for my body. I feel great. Really? So I mean, but like the type of restaurants you were going to before, it, it, it wasn't like you were unhealthy. hitting Applebee's. Yeah. Or something. yeah, but still, but I still, you say that you think that, but I, just, I don't, I still think it's different. I do. I, I, I like, I can't, uh, I can't. You explain think Suen is adding pounds to you? First of all, I wasn't eating Suen that much because, as much as I love it, like it's truly flavorful to the point where I couldn't take it. Uh, so you know, you have to pivot to once a week. You can't do three times anymore. <laughs> You know. Actually, I think you that was one of my Su-en last meals in New York. Flavorful? What'd you say? Did Jason? you say Suen was too flavorful? Yeah, exactly. It was exploding in my mouth. It Jesus was like, Christ. it was too much. Um, I have been to Suen once on a date. Not my choice. And of course, yeah. What, what guy took, did you want you to take him there? 
Um, <laughs> wow, real, real, just like I—I I don't think I've heard a joke in that category in so long. In that category, Slynn, that was obvious. That was a, the joke. There was that obviously you'd be going with a twenty-year-old model who doesn't eat. That was the joke. So uh-huh. thank, thank you for thank you for trying to turn around on me, but no one will ever be able to do that. No one will be able to turn the joke around on you. Well, Jason probably could. He's a surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> it takes one to um, no one. I've made a joke just like I, that. The the food there is truly flavorless. <laughs> I know it is. It, it is. I know it's it's, like, it's healthy. It's healthy cardboard, steamed just, cardboard. Like it's honestly shocking how flavorless it is. Because like I think it's I, flavorless by design. There's certain types of foods yeah. where you're not you know you're not meant to enjoy it or indulge in it. You're it's meant to be spiritual fuel for your journey through life it is truly the chris black of restaurants mm. yes yes are you flying wing stop yeah uh, yeah w- wing stop i wanted to um also talk about the new the new venture uh because it's gonna open eventually well yeah we're i mean so we're opening a a very like traditional sourdough based bakery uh, which could not have come in a better time because everyone's obsessed with bread now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were supposed to open in two weeks, um, which is a very unfortunate timing because also they just shut down all construction in New York City. So we were we were planning really? on know that. yeah we were planning on opening soon as bread delivered to you, um, but we can't finish building it so now we're sort of waiting so now we're trying to pivot more towards in the meantime uh being a online resource for everyone that is baking bread because the baker her name's nora uh knows so much about every single thing in bread that like i don't even know what she's talking about um but it seems like people are really enjoying her talking about like the the kind of acids that are fermenting when you make sourdough. Um, but I'm, so she's getting into some advanced shit. She's like, I I think it's a very funny thing of like, she's been talking like that to me for so long. And I've just been like, so confused by it. But now because everyone is so interested in every aspect of bread, because there's nothing else for them to do Mm -hmm. that they're willing to talk about the full kind Mm -hmm. of like, bread nerd side to it um but eventually we will open i mean i I will say though i like i mean even with gem like now i'm reconsidering when this is over the way that restaurants will look that we will probably we i don't think there's a reality in which we can just reopen the same way that we've been same with the bakery i think there's like a you need to what do you think you're gonna what are you what are you predicting what are you yeah. What are you thinking? I don't know. I, I mean, my, well, for the restaurant, I'm, I'm predicting that there's not really going to be a place for fine dining for a while. Um, I think like if you look at like non, the way that. essential dining, you guys are the well, epitome of, of that. Yeah. Well, because I mean, also what's funny is like what fucked us really wasn't like New York shutting down. We shut down because when they didn't allow anyone to fly here. We literally, like, the day that they shut down oh, Europe yeah, you told me to this. come you told here, me this. we had, like, 90 people canceled because all of our people come in. It's, like, our clientele are, 
wealthy New Yorkers, people celebrating birthdays, whatever. Thank, thank you, Flynn. Thank you. Yeah. Wealthy <laughs> New Yorkers, people celebrating <laughs> birthdays. Well, I mean, and like non-wealthy New Yorkers who are like saving up and coming to celebrate. But now I'm like, okay, whenever all this calms down, people aren't going to just be like blowing their money on restaurants. Um because right. there's like still going to be a, a huge uncertainty unless like everything is just fully like goes away, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I have a theory. Um, I, I do think that people that do have <clears throat> the income or, or uh, you know, whatever money, not, not necessarily income, I think will want, I think the first thing we're going to want to do is go to restaurants and concerts. Like, I think that is the first thing that people are going to want to do. Um, but I don't know if they're going to want to do it at Big Boy Flynn's expensive restaurant. No, but what I think they're going to want to do is like this is where I'm thinking is like the new two... name change, by the way. The Big Boy Flynn. That's the new, Big Boy that's Flynn's expensive restaurant. Jim's <laughs> <laughs> <Big Jim> canceled. <laughs> Big Boy Big Boy Flynn's would be my like fast casual spot. That's that's uh, your right. that's your barbecue so good make you slap your mama yeah. concept. <laughs> <laughs> Big Boy Flynn's barbecue. Um, maybe that's what we'll pivot to. Um, but I know I, I do think with people who have income who are going to want to go to restaurants and concerts, they're going to want to go like at least I know like for us, we'll probably do really well for private parties yeah. because they're going to want to do it in a way where they, they feel comfortable mm-hmm. because if any group of people are so freaked the fuck out about getting anything, it is those people. So I think like, there's going to be a huge marketplace for like private things, private um, dining parties, like private events. And, but then, so that's where like, I don't know. I mean, my idea is like, we'll have to pivot to some way of like doing a lot of private stuff, but also then going like, if let's say a bunch of things close in New York and we're lucky enough to kind of stay like open and can exist, like how do we do something that's more community based because I think like there is something about like New York in the time after crisis crises that like there is like this big, I mean, it's like the whole whatever after 2001, like collective of downtown New York coming together. I think mm-hmm. I personally think there is going to be somewhat of a resurgence of that because I think a lot of the people who were in New York for the wrong reasons or just like crowding it are going to fucking get out of here and just not yeah, come back. Yeah, my losers, don't, don't let the door hit you on the way out. No, uh, literally, I think that's what's going to happen and then it's going to be like just us cool people hanging out. So, mm, you know. A dream. So, so people are going to wake up and be like, what the fuck was I doing in New York? This is a stinky cesspool. I got, I'm going to go back home to Nebraska Yeah, everything is chill. Well, I, yeah, I mean, well, I just think the thing of like the being uncertain of the future in New York is very difficult because it's like very demanding in the meantime and so i think a lot of people i mean i know a bunch of people that left the city and like i mean everyone that i know that my age that just graduated college like pretty much automatically graduated college two months early and went home went home and then it went back back to brentwood and they're never coming back yeah they went back to brentwood (laughs) and then they'd be like why am i gonna come back to new york with no job security like like that's a good point partial life really security yeah like bear, like you're still close bunch of people there's there's no real job security right now like your apartments still cost the same right now and like so that's where i think it's there's gonna it's gonna look very different here so i mean i'm not 
making any decisions to change the restaurant right now. But I'm more looking at like the idea that like, at least in, in, in my realm of uh, like how I'm in the restaurant industry, like that my decision to make it less based on me being in the restaurant and that we can sustain as a, as a viable business from doing books and appearance, whatever, like different yeah, things. You're, you're that, traveling to Europe and cooking, cooking there for a month, you know? Yeah. But stuff. like doing things like that is the only reason that we're not going to completely suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, you're able that's to where pivot I'm, and adapt where a lot of other restaurants yeah. cannot. And that's where I like, that's what I'm just going to focus more on is like, how do I focus more on doing other projects that aren't just the restaurant and can, you know, become more of like a Chris Black type where no one knows what I do. Uh, first of all, bitch, I'm just grinding like everybody else, just sitting in front of the machine and making shit happen. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Speaking of, that, speaking of that machine and, and you were talking about private parties and things like that, have you, have you had any DMS or inquiries from, from people being like, Hey, you know, come on, maybe, maybe come over to come over to the house and, and cook up for us. Or like, let's uh, do some like some sneaky sneaky dinners or something. No, not right now. I think everyone's very like, let's just. They don't know. If, I mean, I they don't know if I have it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 but you de- you definitely have it. But you have a young immune system, so you can bounce back. Yeah, I'll be quick. fine. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I'm convinced I'm gonna get it at some point. But um, <laughs> I I have had a few people be like starting to look towards like summer and all of that. Um, which I also, I'm like, sure, I'll take your deposits, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I like, there is a reality where like, come June or whatever, we still can't do shit. So, um, I think everyone's, I mean, which I think is great for everyone to just fucking chill out for a second and like realize that like, like anytime, even like, there's been a few things that people are like, oh, can you like work on this right now or whatever? I just feel very weird talking about things or like you, it's like anytime I feel like you see someone promoting something right now, there's this huge backlash towards it mm-hmm. of like, it's supposed to be this time where no one's doing anything. Or if you're doing something, you kind of have to do it a little bit secretly because mm-hmm. like, there's like a weird, like, like, stigma. I don't know. It, it, yeah. There's a stigma. If I, as a restaurateur start doing all this other shit while my entire industry is falling apart. Same like, for Jason and I when we started this podcast. We're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of blowback because you know we want a creative outlet during this difficult time, and I I just I don't know. Where, I think it's misplaced, Jason. There have been a lot of angry DJs coming at me <laughs> that I have that I have chosen to do a podcast instead of DJing in my kitchen for four people. <laughs> I, are, have you considered doing that? I have not. I have definitely not I, considered I, doing that. I have considered hosting Jason on my Instagram because I have more followers, but I, I don't, he hasn't agreed yet. He hasn't I'll, agreed yet. That's really I'll sweet host of you, Jason. For me, it's like, you know, like I, I don't have any interest in watching some guy in his living room play, you know, Drake songs for three hours. You know, if I'm going to listen to music, I'll just listen to a mix on NTS or listen to music on Spotify or listen to a podcast one. I don't. I don't want to look at somebody DJing. I would rather just yeah, hear, also, hear the their idea, music. The idea, the idea of it is kind of pointless because, like, if you just want to listen to music, you got to keep the the Instagram app open. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a lot of flaws to it. 
I only the only DJ I want to see visually is Jason when he's lost in the fucking mix smoking a cig. That's my favorite shit. That's I want to see. Shit. I want to see Alexander Wang party DJ. Yes, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I, I in wanna, the shorts. I want. I when when I think of Jason DJing and smoking a cig, lost in the fucking mix with his headphones on, I literally get a rush like I've done ecstasy. I'm hard as a rock. I. <laughs> <laughs> It's truly demented. I've only seen you black out on the decks a couple times, but it really is a blessed occasion. It, it brings me back to uh, even when Jason DJed the, the Chef Flynn after party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, we, we mentioned that in the intro, but like, what, what happened with the flick? Like, did you see the movie comes out? Everybody knows about your life. Did anything change? Did people approach you differently? Like, did it, was there anything noticeably different after that came out? Uh, there's like a bunch of people that came to the restaurant that like, just knew everything about me. But there were probably a lot funny. of Delta members who suddenly a were lot of aware Delta of you. Members. Um, it's funny. It got way more traction in every other country other than the United States. Because um, mm. it was like on, I think like 10 countries, it was on their like national television channel. Oh, so really? a lot of like, yeah, like it was like oh, cool. on the Danish national channel. Um so I, I like, like Germany randomly, like we, I saw mostly of like, I would say probably 50 to 60% of the people that come to the restaurant are coming because they saw it, um, which was a great thing. But it's also really interesting. Like we'd have all these like, cause it fucking, it played at like film festivals in Florida. So we'd have this like Florida family show up at the restaurant, having no clue what they're kind of getting Eating. themselves into. And then be really confused the entire dinner. Then but why, like, want me to chef, take a photo? Why, why Chef Flynn got some tweezers back there? What the fuck he doing? No, literally. <laughs> and it's you're like, like how did you people, people afford to come here? That's always. <laughs> like, I'm like, why did you just spend all of this money? And then they're like, can you take a photo with our five year old kid that we brought to this dinner? Like <laughs> that, like won't touch a single plate of food. What kind of natural? So. Li- what kind of natural wine do you think the little guy likes? Let's <laughs> let's you know, let's get him set up. We give him the juice pairing. Which is the a very juice pairing. That's what I would have to have too. <laughs> yeah, we we we, de- we developed a juice pairing for Chris Black and five year old children that come to the restaurant. That's, well, I'm, we're mentally the same, and our palates are also the same, so it, it's fine. So the movie, but so you're saying it, it brought people in the restaurant, which matters. Yeah, I mean, like I saw it in that way of like it definitely resulted in a lot of people coming here, mostly when they're traveling to New York. And they're going, oh, we saw that documentary about that person who has the restaurant in the city. So let's go check it out. That was like the the majority of it. Um, and then, but I mean, it came out two and a half years ago now, which is pretty crazy. Damn, um, Damn really? Fuck, we're old, bro. I know. Time flies. Um, but so like, I mean, two and a half years ago, people kind of dissipated a lot. Yeah, sure, um, sure, sure. But, you know, still on Hulu, if anyone wants to watch it. <clears throat> Mm. You know, I'll I'll add that to my um my cue here on you know this quarantine content. We'll add that to yeah. our quarantine. What, content if, what have you been watching on your on your on your quarantine, Chris? Honestly, like I haven't watched that much stuff. I really haven't. I've, we I've, I watch The Office every night because I love The Office, and I think it's just a nice thing to unwind to. Mm. Um, I of course I I I did watch your Office that we, Watcher, Chris. The Office is funny as fuck, bro. Don't even come at me with that. I just, I'd I like think to think you're better it's, it's than way, that. Yeah, it's so mainstream for you. The yeah, office, it really is. 
Guys, the office is fucking funny. Oh, I don't like mainstream. I literally only like mainstream shit. What are you guys talking about? But you, but no, you, but, would, but you're the type of person who I feel like would hate on somebody who watches Friends. Friends is trash. That's the difference. The office is actually funny. Friends is not funny. But but I I would say Friends watchers and Office watchers are not too far away from each other on the food. Well, channel. I would I would say that all those people also watch Seinfeld and probably Curb Enthusiasm too. Mm-hmm. So it's tough to say. That is true. That is true. But you know, office people, there's just something like, just something like I'm not, look, Midwest. I'm not wearing a, Midwest. I'm not wearing a fucking Dunder Mifflin tee to Equinox. <laughs> Relax, dude. I, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're pretty close to it every night. That's a commitment. Feel, yeah, I agree with that. Flynn. I just don't, I just can't watch. Like, I, I just, I can't deal, man. I mean, I watched the show that we decided we would never talk about again, um, which you probably know what we're talking about, Flynn. Oh yeah, the tiger and, one. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of like Matt. After that, I was exhausted. We did watch Last Days of Disco for some beauty, which was nice classic. to get some, you know, classic Chloe Sev in the mix during the core. Um, I've been lucky. Um, my my girlfriend never watched Sopranos, so we're so we got to watch Sopranos I'm, all the way through. I'm finishing the Sopranos. Let me tell you something, guys. Liking the Sopranos is the most obnoxious thing you can possibly do. I didn't say what? I'm liking it. I just said I'm finishing it. Talking about talking, <laughs> the Sopranos has been ruined by fucking millennials on on the internet. A hundred percent. Like the, talking about Sopranos in the last calendar year was exhausting. I agree with that, but sometimes it's a classic show. Sometimes classic the show, show is just so good it transcends. It just everyone, everyone. I agree. It's that undeniably the is that good. good. You know? The off the office has transcended. I but I think the problem. I, 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 the, I think the the Sopranos has been ruined by millennials just because of like the fashion element of it, and not agree. because yes. they're like able to appreciate all of like the in, incredible filmmaking subtleties and shit. You know, they're just I, like, I, damn, um, he's wearing a freaking badass Marilyn Manson shirt. That was awesome. Oh, I hate him. Oh, my God. I fucking hate that that whole shit. Like, he's wearing a typo negative. That's so sick. <laughs> so lame. But I do think I, I would like to watch more intelligent stuff. But honestly, I don't know about you guys, but the days are kind of flying by. It's weird. It, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't drag. The weekends I, drag. The weekends, I'm suicidal. But as soon as Monday turns on, I'm back, baby. I will say I watched uh, some real intellectual shit. Yeah, I watched the the, the Dear Rams documentary on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. and that was very good. Uh, very good. Maybe made me clean my apartment because I was like, I have too much clutter in my life. Um, <laughs> Dieter is your and, Marie Kondo. I love that. So <laughs> yeah, and I I've been watching Party Down, which Hell is a yeah. classic. I've I've never seen that. I've heard it's very good though. You should watch Party Down. I feel like you would you would. How, how many seasons is it? I think it's like two or three. Or is it on? Hulu? Is it on Hulu? It's on Hulu. Didn't last very long. Short episodes. No, that's uh, actually a great quarantine watch idea. It's a great quarantine watch. It's been my like nightly, like, just okay. calm down. Okay. Highly recommend it. I'm, I'm in. That sounds a little. Le- it's it's a little less basic than The Office. You know, <laughs> Flynn, people don't really know about it. Flynn, what Ollie. about um, Great British Bake Off? Are you one of those guys? No, I. The, I'm trying to think. The only I had, I don't really watch cooking shows anymore. I did watch some. Uh, I had access to cable television when I was. Mm. Uh, welcome to the Welcome to the Good Life, baby. That's where which I live. Was crazy. Um, <laughs> it is crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It's a, it's a whole new reality. The, Damn, Gen I, Z. I, 
got back to New York City and I was like, I'm buying a television. I'm like, fuck having a projector. That's like projector is honestly, Flynn. Projector is like creepy date rapist vibe. <laughs> <laughs> For a man or a woman. But, Having a projector is literally like, babe, why don't you come back to my place? We'll pop something on the projector. No, there's okay. There's there's two realities having a projector though. There's that reality where it's like it's set up. They mounted it to their ceiling. You hide nothing on the wall. I hide it and bring it out when I'm going to watch a movie. So Mm -hmm. so you're basically like, baby, come back to the crib. I'll make us some dessert. And I'll pull out the projector and we can watch a movie if it's going that no, way. No, because there's nothing sexy about trying to set up a projector. You <laughs> can't true. like charm yeah. someone while That's like true. toggling with the with the aspect ratio. Hey babe, um, babe, can you come in here? I can't can you I can't <laughs> babe, can you come in here for a second? Where's the I just, HDMI HDMI's not working. Yeah. <laughs> babe, where's with the HDMI? Like, God, it's so annoying. You always put it somewhere different. Where's the adapter? There's like too many things going on with it. There's nothing I like Jason knows this. I stand by a full plasma mounted to the wall with cable TV. And I didn't realize how Apple cheap. TV. It's how cheap as fuck, dude. It's all so of it's cheap. cheap. All of it's cheap. TVs are cheap. Yeah, TVs are like four hundred dollars now for like a fifty-inch TV. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, that has everything with it. Like I found one that literally, like, you just buy the TV and it has like, everything on it. Everything on it. You can connect to the internet. Like you just you just use just the TV. It's called a smart TV, Flynn. <laughs> crazy. I'm, I'm way behind on this. That's crazy. Um, but I, was, I had access to, to cable television, and uh, I think I watched one episode of uh, – there was an Ina Garden episode on, on Food Network. But, like, I don't know. There's just something about food shows just don't really do it for me anymore. You know, once you, like, know – Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's just like <laughs> I, they're just like all so I'm not. relatively done I was going to say that's how it is I understand that's why I don't watch those CrossFit documentaries on Netflix but yeah. I, I see, I see I, that's I see why you can't go on MTV anymore exactly I can't go on MTV once I saw how the sausage was made I was like guys yeah. I've been on I've been on the TRL set what's the yeah. point of watching this anymore who cares you know? uh, Flynn do you have you know now that you're cohabitating with your partner do you have any tips for um how to get through all of that from a from a young man's perspective perhaps from a young man's perspective um i want some fresh eyes on this been going on a lot of walks um, wow wow alone um, or with her alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> i well i i don't know i it was very different when we were upstate versus in the city because i think i'm a person that relies significantly on routine for my sanity mm-hmm. and like when there's another person there are you a virgo? constantly what you a virgo uh no i'm a sagittarius okay um, continue but uh like there there's just like a certain amount i mean it's probably good the amount of control you have to give up now I, um, i'm feeling that as well but i think it's 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 nice to still be able to like have some sense of like like that's why coming back to the city and like having like she lives a block away from me so we're mostly at my place but like whatever if she has to do work or I have to do work we're not like sitting next to each other and like there's a little bit more distance because I I, like I, I think there's there's been a difference of like when you are especially like when we were upstate we were stuck in like a cabin in the middle of the woods and like you kind of, I think at least I took for granted how much 
like sanity I've I have just by like walking around the city and having like quiet. How, how much is, how much you ended up needing this crazy old town? You no, know, exactly. That was, I like got back in yesterday and just like walked around the city for like mm. two hours. Didn't now now anyone. I'm getting now <laughs> I'm getting hard. Now I'm getting hard. All I want to do is stroll around my beautiful city. No, mm. I know it's literally like the amount of like I like you don't feel cooped up like even though like and and then i can just go back to my apartment and stay there for the the rest of the time but the ability to like when i want to leave and when i want to go do something i can do it at any moment is like you i don't know i i, I think i took that much more for granted than i thought when i went when i went upstate and i was like oh this is gonna be so nice and then i was like oh i want to just go like walk around and then you go walk around in like the fucking woods and you're like, I know this. It's not the same thing. You you need it the stimulus. It hit different. It hit yeah. very different. It hit. And also like, what it does. also like, I I I know I, like it's funny. Everyone I know is all like spooked out by like empty New York City. Um, I fucking love it. I'm like, you like walk around and like look at architecture and like, it's like the city is beautiful and everything's blossoming and there's no one fucking around you to like bother you. So I mean, that's mm-hmm. where I think like. Like my, my my tip is just like as long as like like it's honestly been I'm very glad that I have someone to be quarantined with so I'm not just by myself but like I think it's still important for like especially then once this is over for like us especially as like people in their early 20s to like maintain their like sense of self and like being able to go like oh I want to go do this thing even if she doesn't want to go do it I can go do it mm-hmm. not like oh we both need to always be doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that was like for the first couple of weeks or whatever, I was like, Oh, like whatever. When we're both working, we're both working. And when we're both watching something, we're both watching something. And especially need a, little, you, need a little separation King. We look, we all understand everyone on this call. Understands. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And maybe not, like, maybe not Jason. I don't know. He's a freak, but I but understand also, I mean, more it's, than it's, you, Chris. <laughs> I, I will say it's also been very nice of like, like cooking dinner for like someone other than just yourself every night, at least makes it like, or rich people like, from Europe or rich people from Europe. <laughs> and it, 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 it's, it's very interesting. Like I keep thinking like, this is whatever, how I started cooking was just like in my house for like my family and people. And like, it, there Flynn's is something very back like to basics, like Bobby Flay. Back like to it. basics. There's nothing like being in in the in the childhood bedroom in Studio City, just making a cacio e pepe. I tell you what, nothing brings me back. Yeah, no, I mean it's that was the reality of it, which is why <laughs> like, that joke exactly. is really funny. Like, exactly, <laughs> you're you're good. spot on with that one. I love it, Flynn. I love so it. Flynn, I mean, wow, it, you know, Jason. It sounds like Flynn is thriving right now. Do you think it's just his youthful exuberance, or do you think he's leveled up? I think it's a little bit of everything. I mean, Flynn has always sort of found a way to master life a little bit, a little bit better than the average Joe. Hello. Even at an early age. Hello. Is, yeah. Did something happen. You there, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Did Jason hang up? No, we're here. Something oh. happened. Jason, can, can you hear us? No, I can hear Flynn and you. Oh, hold on. Did you put your shit on mute? All right. Hello. 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 Something weird happened. I don't know. Well, we had some technical difficulties. Damn, you hate to see it. TJ. Yeah. 
Well, I, dumbass, where are you at? I can, I can hear you. And right, I, am talking I can about. hear him, too. Oh, weird. I can't hear him. It's so strange. I can hear you. Hold on. Let me try something. Damn. It's unbelievable. There we go. Can you hear all of us now? Nope. Hello. Jason's check, check, there. check, 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 check. But but Jason can hear us both. It's so weird. Let me just call. Let me just call everybody back. Give me one second. All right. All right. I mean, Jason, we can just do this now. Yeah, we don't need his dumbass. Oh, there we go. We got, we got, the, we got the visual. All right. Well, you know, luckily that timing was perfect because we need to wrap this up anyway. Um. Yeah, how long has this been going on for? About an hour. Yeah, right, that's fair. Um, Flynn, I love to hear you thriving. Jason, do you have any parting words for our young king? Um, I just had one question, Flynn. You know, it, a lot of people are obviously doing dumb things like breaking lots of bread and making bad pastas. What are some home cook projects that you recommend as a professional chef? Ooh, good question. Um, I, Fuck yeah. <laughs> I recommend, I, I honestly would recommend that people work their way up to sourdough, mm. um, because the amount of just pure failure I'm seeing is depressing. <laughs> um, and I think at this time in our lives, everything is about, you know, there's the, the, the little successes and if you're doing something that's just bringing you constant failure every day that doesn't seem that great mm. um so you know make a focaccia with make make that bon appetit focaccia recipe uh yeah focaccia is very easy and very delicious stick to the basics um i would say for cooking projects like what about a little bit what about a yogurt making no, that's whack. Not a yogurt make fan. Some, okay. you, you can make, you make some ricotta. That's much easier. Mm. My, my biggest thing with people doing projects is uh, I would say like I think there's something very dumb about people doing projects that like require them to go get extra shit. Mm. Like know what you can do within your limits and like my thing is like, I don't know, I'm in a, like when I'm cooking at my house, like not the restaurant in my apartment, I'm like, I know I can only do so much here. So I'm going to spend uh, caviar, my time doing. Caviar, pasta, truffles. Yeah. Like what can I do? Exactly. What <laughs> else can I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to like, oh, I can only, like, I'm not going to try to fucking make bread in my like shitty oven at my house. Mm -hmm. So instead of making bread, I'm going to like do other much more interesting things uh, yeah exactly like i'm doing i'm doing like a chips and salsa course for example um which is which has been nice honestly and then some toast occasionally if i'm after look, you know if i need some carbs like people could try to master guac shit like that mm, like, that's a good that's, that's a good, good idea, idea flynn that's a good idea because i think a making, lot of people think they're a master and they probably ain't also making salsa from scratch takes a while you got to dice all the tomatoes mm -hmm. like great knife work skills that was it, it, I mean, that was how I learned first. Was you gotta start all the way from the bottom. You can't jump to like, oh, I'm gonna now make all these really like complicated things that I got in restaurants. Like, mm -hmm. you could do that in a while, but like, you know, realize where you are and just make shit that like tastes good, and then and then watch The Office like Chris Black. 
There, that's that's the that's it, baby. Oh, wow, what a great ender. <laughs> then go back to your basic life. Yeah, go back to you know you know order that chacha to your house. I'm uh, I'm literally sitting on the couch, cross-legged, having some homemade guacamole, watching The Office in outdoor voices leggings, and it's fucking yeah, killer. sitting on your West Elm couch. Exactly, <laughs> it's fucking fire. Fuck you, losers. You don't get it. You don't understand me. I'm getting really into candles now. Is that weird? <laughs> Is that weird? Is that like, is that weird? You're getting really into candles. What kind of candles are you rocking? This is, that was a joke. That was a, that was a, I don't know. That was a joke. Are but you rocking any candles? I know Flynn, is, I know Flynn wants to talk about candles though. We know Flynn. Uh, by Rado only, baby. You already know the vibes. I've been getting really into, uh, into different incenses now. Mm. Well, sure. I've got incense. I have the Noah incense right now, which is like a rose, which is really nice actually. I All love right. streetwear incense. Honestly, that was the 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 most difficult thing I, I realized getting back was I was like coming back to this, and this is the the most insanely bougie thing that I know you guys will love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran out of my Santa Maria Novella body wash upstate, and I was oh like, my. <laughs> "Oh my god, Flynn! Oh my Call god!" Hold on, I can't. Damn, is that bro. the? The amount of privilege. Everybody thinks I'm the worst. I think you've taken the crown. Look, I no, but the the I think you still take the crown in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you for that, Flynn. Thank you. Don't for worry, that. you are still the king of it. Uh, I, I'm actually hum- I'm using a, a wonderful eucalyptus Dr. Bronner's bar soap because I humbled myself during this. Oh wow! Time. I mean, you know, I humbled myself too. I ran out, and you, you know, you can't. The store is closed. Non-essential business, I guess. So, uh, so you've been I slugging guess. it with an Aesop body wash. Aesop's closed too. You gotta, you gotta shift. Um, I, I had to go to the. I don't even know. I, I, I'm borrowing my girlfriend's shirt right now. I'm like, and it smells amazing. Damn, bro, Flynn, are you wearing? Are you wearing the same clothes, or are, or are you doing quarantine? No, I get dressed clothes? every day. Yeah. Are you gonna shave your head like me and Jason? Maybe. My what are you gonna hair, do about that I, mop? I, I woke up uh, today and I realized that I, I'm bordering on having like a lesbian haircut um, mm. because the back of my hair is growing very quickly, but the front is staying the same. So I, it looks like I'm I'm verging into having a mullet, which I'm not into. Um, yeah, mullet is so very I'm, off-brand for you. I'm either going to go full, just like grow it out, or um, which, but I, I don't know how I feel about that, or I shave it. But I think or- I'm going to look... We're team Terrible. shave. We're team shave on this side, and honestly, it looks. I'm pretty happy with it. Jason, how do you feel? I'm still adjusting to it. I, I don't. I don't love, but I don't hate. I feel like I. I look My more badass. Yeah, you don't. I but. just. I don't think I'm gonna look good with a shaved head. <laughs> you're too. You, you might, probably you need, won't. Yeah, you won't. You need the girth of the hair because you're a little guy. You know I what need I mean? Something. I might like yeah. do do like you know shave some off as like a way to trim it. Um. But, uh, just have your yeah, girlfriend cut know. it for you. If it if it that doesn't scares, work, that scares me. Yeah, it should. I uh, I don't. I feel like you, you, I don't know. I I'm, I'm just gonna let it go. I'm not seeing anyone, so mm-hmm. I I've, I've I've pivoted to finally wearing hats. That that's that's what my plan is. Mm, classic bald guy move. <laughs> bald guy move. <laughs> that's why you've never had to do it before because you have a thick tuft of. of yeah, do you have to get the hair. XL doing things hat because of all that all that hair. 
<laughs> Can you still find a doing things hat, or are they? Jason, Jason's got fifty. If you look on, on my Depop, there is, is going, but it's but it's not cheap. It is not cheap during the quarantine, my friend. Oh, TJ said, if you look on my Depop, I would gladly buy something from your Depop. <laughs> I feel like if I bought a pair of shorts from you, they would just fit me properly, as, <laughs> as pants. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I did notice as a closing note. There is on the uh, on the on the resale market fitness equipment like kettlebells and and dumbbells and things like that on like Craigslist and and going no, doing numbers. They're like three four times retail price, super inflated. I would kill for a kettlebell right now, and that that's why. Like I I have multiple friends who are like, oh my god, you have kettlebells? Like I've been trying to buy them on Craigslist, but they're like four hundred dollars. Yeah, people are people are exporting. It's like that's like selling masks for me you know it's the same kind of thing <laughs> so if anybody if any listener out there has a kettlebell that they want to donate to chris black yeah please just put it in the mail 50 pounds if you don't mind we'll, be give, great. You a shout um, out. we'll give you a shout out chuck it in the post can't be that much yeah, chuck it in the bloody post mate give it you know a wipe I mean. down before though you yeah i would know. love a, a lysol wipe down if you could well Flynn, are you a germaphobe chris that's my last question. Uh, no, I'm not. I, I mean, I'm not a germaphobe, no, but I'm I'm pretty, like, clean in general. I'm not, like, a freak. I actually hate hand sanitizer. I think it's gross. But, like, I wash my hands. I shower twice a day. Like, I, I'm clean in general. But you're not, like, okay, yeah, because you don't seem it, – being a germaphobe just seems kind of lame. It I'm is like, lame. It is lame. Yeah. Good, good I don't, point, I don't think germaphobes choose to be germaphobes, <laughs> but it is lame. Yeah, good point. It's lame as hell. Good point. A little little dirt under the nails builds character, I say. Puts a little hair on your chest. Yeah. A little something called grit. Flynn gets it. It's about time America picked it up, too. Flynn from the gutter. He's got plenty of grit. You know what it is. Flynn, thank you (laughs) so much for potting with us, my gritty, hardened man. Um, I, I really enjoyed this. The most social interaction I've had in a while. So uh, we're here for you, big dog. We're here for you, big dog. Uh, Flynn, tell them where they can find you on the World Wide Web. Uh, Dining with Flynn on Instagram, and I only use Twitter to follow Chris Black. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> more of a visual it. guy. And then, um, and hopefully, you know, follow him on Instagram and see what see what the bread is. Hopefully, be. some some things will be opening soon, and some. Other things will be happening, and you know, maybe maybe I do a DJ set live on my Instagram. Damn, stranger life things have happened. You, life comes at you fast, bro. And maybe oh, I will. Um, maybe I'll start poaching some quail eggs. Yeah, we could wow. just do a little reverse. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. You could follow. You can find me on social media at them jeans. Uh, Chris Black, you already know what the fuck's going on. Take Google. Um, thank you both. Thank, Thank you, you Flynn. I appreciate Bye. it. Bye, Flynn. Bye. Bye.